0: Well hello everybody again my goodness another week's gone and here we are back on the air Thanet Christian Radio, well actually that's the platform that we're working on but we're bringing you Thanet Community Radio programmes and also we're recording for Kent Christian Radio. So all of those programmes go out internationally and today I've got with me in the studio Simon Teague. Hi Simon.
1: Hi Iris, how are you?
0: I'm really good it's a shame to be missing the sunshine today it's beautiful
1: today isn't isn't it it? gorgeous
0: absolutely lovely um well simon's going to come back and talk to us in a minute so i won't tell you what he does um because it might surprise everybody it probably will surprise everybody i should say and i just want to read something to you that i found on the internet quite recently It, it came um i think it came via the god channel but it's about 9-11, and of course we are in September and we've just gone through um, through that time again. But hope was found in that tragedy. The 9-11 attack is one of the most unforgettable trage- tra- whoops, tragedies in history. And during those times, people felt so much pain and suffering. The whole world was grieving because of what that horrific moment had done and had bought and just the whole horror of it. But the families of the victims were seeking for justice because of what happened. They didn't know that God had a wonderful message for them and for all of us in the midst of all of that. In March 2002, a firefighter uncovered a very special fragment while he was checking out the last remnants of the South Tower. He noticed a Bible verse. It was fused to a chunk of steel. A photographer named Joel, I think is I think you pronounce that Merowitz, happened to be there, and the firefighter handed it to him. It was then that Joel saw this verse. And I quote, You have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but what what sorry, but whoever whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also now we find that written in matthew five thirty eight thirty nine but there was a message from God fused to this chunk of metal, right in the midst of all of this this awesome time. The remaining scripture from the Gospel of Matthew speaks about retaliation and forgiveness. Out of so many years years, sorry, out of so many verses in the Bible, it was certainly not a coincidence for God to choose this wonderful message for those who are seeking justice. It reminds us to acknowledge Him as the one who is in charge of what happens around us. Joel said that his astonishment at seeing the page that the Bible was open at made him realise that the Bible's message survives throughout time. Indeed, God speaks in so many ways. The words written in Scripture are alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul, and spirit, joints and marrow. It gives us so much hope and inspiration. Like how he sent a very important message to everyone. And, you know, you can tune in to um, the History Channel, I think, and find find out about Grand Zero Bible. Um, I mean, that, I just wanted to share that with everybody, that even in the midst, Simon, of all of that trouble mm. and horror, God, yeah. you know, it must have been an amazing moment for those people. Mm. And we see the tragedy. Yes. I believe that every one of those people, God gathered them into his arms yes. at just the precise moment.
1: Yes. You know? Yes, Iris, I've been to nine eleven, uh just earlier this year actually, and it's extremely moving. You know, that you can see exactly where the two towers were. It was a moment that will forever change the course of history, particularly I think in in terms of, you know, how America is seen in the world and, and the part it plays in the world. Um, whether we agree with that, you know, the stance it's taken. You can clearly feel when you go there, for me, I felt the presence of God, you know that god God saw that event unraveling the whole thing, mm. and that he was he was in it, and you know people didn't survive, but we pray now that they're in heaven with him, um but there were some other a very miraculous um you know, where, where situations where people were saved, their lives were saved. Absolutely. And there was also some incredible heroic acts where many of these firefighters that you refer to gave their lives.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and, and uh, you know, that's incredible, I think, that, that it, humanity... It is.
0: It, it certainly is, you know. And it, it makes you stop in your tracks and think, doesn't mm. it? And mm. um, you can't just put yourself in, in the place of somebody... Who is left without all those people around them mm. can you
1: no no but
0: there's god right in the midst of it all yeah amazing well i know one of the things that interests you simon is to do with entrepreneurialism and motivation and you know and all those things all the good things helping other people i just happen to have some points on how to improve your life on my sheet so I thought I'd bring them along to this good this guy Randy I think you say Porsche he's a 47 he was a 47 year old computer science lecturer from Mellon University he died of pancreatic cancer in 2008 but before then he wrote a book called The Last Lecture and it was one of the bestsellers of 2007 And he left quite a legacy behind him. But in a letter to his wife, Jay, and their three children, Dylan, Logan, and Chloe, he wrote this beautiful guide to a better life for his wife and children to follow. So we hope that it's sort of what we what we're going to share with you today will bless you and you'll be blessed by this insight. So Joel wrote on personality. And he wrote 14 points on this. So he says, don't compare your life to others. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Don't have negative thoughts of things you can't control. Instead, invest your energy in the positive present moment. Don't overdo, keep your limits. Don't take yourself so seriously because no one else does. Don't waste your precious energy on gossip. And dream more while you're awake. Envy is a waste of time. You already have all you need. Forget issues of the past. Don't remind your partner of their mistakes of the past. That would just ruin your present happiness. Life is too short to waste time hating anyone. So don't hate others. Make peace with your past so it won't spoil the present. No one is in charge of their happiness except you. So realise that life is a school and you are here to learn. Problems are simply part of the curriculum that appear and fade away like algebra class. But the lessons you learn will last a lifetime. And smile and laugh more. You don't have to win every argument. Agree to disagree. And on the community, Joel had written to his wife, call your family often. Each day, give something good to others. Forgive everyone for everything. Spend time with people over the age of 70 and under the age of six. Try to make at least three people smile each day. What other people think of you is none of your business. Your job will not take care of you when you are sick. Your family and friends will, so stay in touch. His next heading comes under life. Put God first in anything and everything that you think, say and do. God heals everything. Do the right things. However good or bad the situation is, it will change. No matter how you feel, get up, dress up and show up. The best is yet to come. So get rid of anything that isn't useful, beautiful or joyful. When you're awake in the morning, thank God for it. And if you know God, you will always be happy. So just be happy. And he concludes that, but while you practice all of the, those things, share this knowledge with the people you love, people you school with, people you play with, people you work with and people you live with. Not only will it enrich your life, but also that of those around you. Well, I think that sort of dovetails with the things that you teach.
1: Mm, what I love do you that. think? Yes, I love that. <laughs> Um, I've been in business now for 10 years it's my 10th anniversary as a business and executive coach Iris so you know I work with people really all over the UK in different settings different environments from some fairly big corporate giants where we have executives operating in the boardroom to some big UK charities we do quite a lot of charity work we work with Uh, the directors and managers of divisions within within charities you know many of whom are facing quite a challenging time right now and I suppose the main group of people that I work with are entrepreneurs and business owners Mm. whether they're just in business on their own and it can be quite lonely you know when you're on your own in business yes uh, or where their business has developed and grown and before they know it they've got a team of 20, 30 or 40 people around them and they're kind of like well where did all these people come from and how do I lead them, how do I get the best out of them and and I really enjoy looking at lists like that Mm -hmm. because you know we can often go down a list and like that and tick a number of things but we often place a cross against many others.
0: The one that really sticks out to me being entrepreneurial myself and i've been self-employed for you know i'm 78 this year
1: mm. but
0: i've been employed for nearly all of my working life yes self-employed and i have worked for other people but i'm the sort of person that walk in and take over their business because it that it's just keyed into me yes. you know not meaning to but yes yeah. i can do it yeah but one of the biggest things one of the very first things i learned is what she's how you said it just now it's very lonely
1: mm. being
0: on your own when you, you're supposed to be going to work. Yes. And one of the things here that really sticks out to me, which is definitely one of the first things I was taught, no matter how you feel, get up, dress up and show up.
1: And show up.
0: So yes. even though you don't leave your house... yes. Dress and get ready like you were going out to go to work in somebody's office and getting paid for it. Yes. Then sit down and pick up the phone or do whatever it is you have to do.
1: Yes, yeah. I agree. I think, you know, the Lord says that, you know, every day is like a new day. And it's a brand new day to, no matter where your business is, where you're headed, you know, whether you had a good day or a bad day yesterday, today's a brand new day. So get up and get up early. You know, I think that the most successful entrepreneurs that I come across are the early birds. That's very true. They get up early. They have a little bit of time where they can just sit and plan their day. Mm. You know, if they're a Christian business owner, they'll build prayer into that. If they're not, then a good planner can be very successful. You know, they'll have something to eat, something to drink. So they've got the fuel and the energy biologically. And then they've built some time in to really think about their business and what their goals and objectives are for today. You know, good planners have goals as well. They'll understand, you know, where they want their business to be in a year's time, in a month's time, you know, by the end of this week. And therefore what I need to achieve today. But that's all very well. (laughs) Um, But I think there are two things to consider in all of that the first is that if we start every day like that then there's a a concept that i teach people which is not rocket science it's it's um there's a good book written on it actually called the compound effect mm. and this compound effect basically says that when you consistently start doing the right things then success starts to come your way. That's right. You know, So if, you, if you're looking to build your business from scratch, and one of the ways of building that is, for example, just to, to phone 10 prospects every day, the most successful people will be the ones that dedicate the time to doing that. And then every single day, come what may, they make those 10 calls. Yeah. Yeah. And they do them probably at a set time. They don't make nine calls. No. <laughs> they make ten calls. Um, and whereas unsuc- the more unsuccessful people will say, well, look, that's ten calls, that's 50 in a week, I'll leave it all till Friday. And, of course, when Friday comes round, we don't have you know, the energy or the... We've, we've lost something. That's a lot of calls midst.
0: to make, and isn't it? Yeah.
1: By the time you get Absolutely. to call number 11, if you have mm. 11 no's, you're getting quite despondent.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and as part of this compound effect... I teach entrepreneurs to consider targeting the no's, you know, because actually what you're looking for if you're making ten phone calls is you're really looking for nine no's. Mm. Nine people to reject you. Because you know, Jesus more than anybody else know about rejection. And we can understand that if when we get rejection, actually all that's leading us to is a, is success because we're we're developing a, a resilience and a character and a strength and where we should also be thinking about maybe a different approach but if we get the nine no's then just the law of averages itself you know the laws of the universe um will work for you and and you'll get a 10th yes you know or 11th or a 12th that's right you might get three off straight off yes you might be yes (laughs) you might get three straight off and and so there's that side of it and then the other thing i would just add to that is persistence you know, persistence always wins through. When we're persistent about something, we don't give up. You know, we, we we don't lose sight of our goals and objectives. You know, I look at those early disciples and I think, wow, you know, those guys were a real example of persistence. They went from town to town or house to house. and Every time they... Um, you know, were meeting together, they were bringing people into their homes and it was a regular, constant, persistent, they never gave up no matter what the challenges were, yeah. no matter what the difficulties were. And in business, we can do that too. You know, we need to really focus on how we drive our business, where we want to get to and we're persistent with our goals.
0: Yes, and, and, and what well, I think, well... You've got to go back to those phone calls because I remember those times. And and I'm still like it today. Just to say to people, you're not the only one that's frightened to pick up the phone. Mm. The first one, do the first one and the, the second one and they start to flow more easily.
1: Yes.
0: It's making that first call. And that's why it's so important, isn't it, Simon, to make it on time, to give yourself a day. You work nine to five or ten to six or whatever it is. And that's what you do at that time.
1: Yes, have structure. You know, again, as you say, when we're on our own in business in particular, we are the ones that create the structure. You know, if, if we go to work, then there's a work pattern. You know, we're expected to turn up to work at a certain time. And if we're lucky, then we can leave on time. But when we're working on our own, we have to start to build these structures that exist in other companies and learn what works well for us. And the beauty of working on your own, of course, is you can have more flexibility in your structure. But it's important nonetheless to build a structure that you can build your business on. You know, Jesus talks about building our faith and building it on a rock as opposed to on sand. The amount of businesses that I go into that are built on sand, you know, because I don't have... The structure, they don't have a clear vision, Mm. they don't have values, they don't have goals. And it's so important to have all these things. I mean, in that list that you were talking about earlier, I think, was it number two on personality? Don't have negative thoughts of things you cannot control. And in Proverbs, it talks about, you know, we are what we think. And it's really important that we have positive thinking, whether we're in business or in the workplace or at home or in our faith, that we're very positive about the way that we think, that we can actually look at things, you know, the glass half full as opposed to half empty. There are so many problems and challenges and issues in this world and in many places it's very dark. What we have to be is the light and that's about being positive positive bringing positive energy and, and a strength and a passion to, you know, what we're trying to achieve. Mm. That's how we'll make a difference.
0: That's right. That's right. And of course, uh, one of the other things I discovered in business was time for yourself. Mm. But you also have to have time for your family as well. That's really important to to sort of program that in as well.
1: Yes, we mustn't forget why we've set up our business. Mm. You know, why are we in business? And, you know, it's it's not just about making money. It certainly sh- that shouldn't be the number one reason. You know, sure, businesses are there to make profits. But ultimately, you know, to get a real sense of fulfilment and satisfaction from being a business owner and an entrepreneur... The very thing that should drive us is, you know, the, the real why. And hopefully the real why is to make a difference in people's lives, our clients, our suppliers, um, but also to have that, you know, that um, fulfilment in life. And in particular with, with your family, you know, to be able to have family time when when, you, when it's most important you know the your son or daughter's sports day or the christmas play things that sometimes in the corporate world you know there isn't an understanding that you should go to it's frowned upon that you're leaving work early for yeah, something like no, that's that that's true you know whereas in business yeah. you know you have the ability to run your diary and, and in fact they're the most important appointments you can have yeah. better than any client prospect meeting that's going to generate you income the best meeting you can have is with your partner or your children or you know your friends and family definitely i i like really encouraging business owners here to to make that a priority in their diary yeah absolutely agree with that
0: i know that you also touched on perseverance and it's running that race isn't it to to reach the goal so many people, Simon, when we were talking earlier, they, they don't have a result at the end of the week and they've just started a new business, want to quit.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, well, I, I've, if I may, uh, I will share with you a story that I share at the King's Summit, with, uh, which we hold each year. Uh, it was in June this year and next year we'll be holding the King's Summit again in October And this is a forum for entrepreneurs and business owners to come to. We spend the day together and we look at a number of models where we can grow our business, become great stewards of our business and ultimately become more successful. Mm. Um, And this this really is straight from the Bible and it's the story of the sower.
0: Yes, it's a good one.
1: You know, and the thing I love about the story of the sower is when, when you look at the practicality of a farmer, In those days you know he would be at the he would be sowing his field now they don't have tractors they don't have combine harvesters really you're you're in the mud you're stood there with your boots on you Mm -hmm. may have a, a team of oxen that might have plowed the ground up beforehand but when it comes to sowing the seed it was often done by foot and you would start at the edge of the field and you would have a big bag of seed there and you would be casting it out with your by hand as you walk along. And so that you don't lose track of where you're going, you would literally do the same that the plough does, which is go up and down in straight lines. Mm. And therefore, you can imagine starting at the edge of the field. And as you throw the seed out, quite a lot of that seed falls on the path. Mm. And the birds take it. You know, and it, it's gone. It's almost like it, it was a waste of money and a waste of time. And when you think about in business, you know, the first four years of business in particular are really difficult in the US and the UK. Three out of four startups fail in the first four years. Yeah. So only one in four survive. And part of that is down to this. You know, if we look at the story of the sower, we can learn from it. Because if if most of the seed is going on the path, what does the sower do? Does he change tact? Does he change his strategy? No. He keeps on sowing. Yeah. He keeps on sowing. And, um, you know, in the early years of business, we will have to make a lot of calls. We will go to a lot of networking events. We might even go knocking on doors. And it'll be difficult a lot of the seed that we have will fall on the path and immediately disappear. Mm. We'll spend money on things that won't work. We'll speak to people that make promises that won't happen. This is the seed that falls on the path. But we keep on sowing. When we do that, the next batch of seed starts to fall on the rocks. And again, at the side of the field, Mm. there's quite a lot of rocks here. You know, this isn't the best soil and with that the the seed takes initially but because there's no uh depth to the soil the sun burns up the the, the little plant and it's it's gone within a few mm. within a few weeks and this can be like you know that first sale almost that first opportunity where someone says oh i like what you've got in business i i like the sound of that mm. sure i'll I'll um, I'll come along to your presentation, you know, and you're you're thinking, great, you know, I've got my first yes, I've got one, I've got got one, one. (laughs) Um, and then they don't show up. Yeah, they don't turn up, and it's like, oh. And I went there all. I'm so despondent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What does the sower do in that situation? Does he give up? You know, does 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 he walk away? No. He or she, and I should say she here, we have an amazing mm. group of, uh, of women in business, entrepreneurs, fantastic. Um, he or she keeps on sowing. And as you get then towards the top edge of that field, what you then face are all the brambles and the thorns, and the bushes. And a lot of your seed is going to fall into those and they'll start to grow. But they'll eventually get strangled. And again, this is where people come along. They, they even turn up to the presentation. I've had this. They've even bought my program. Mm. I've even delivered my first day's coaching. I've sent in the invoice.
0: Yeah.
1: My invoice has never been paid. Yeah. And it's devastating. Yes. Because... You know, you really feel like now I've got this client's great. I can do some great work or whatever product it is you've sold or sell Mm -hmm. and you don't get paid for it. You have to expect these things to happen. Mm -hmm. It's almost like part of the, the laws of nature, which apply in the same way to the laws of running a business. What must you do? You must keep on sewing. Keep on sewing because now... You're getting through that first four years if you can make it that far (laughs) because some seed is taking along the way Mm. and you are winning some clients along the way. You are building credibility. Uh, You are building a, a business, small business. Yes. But if you can get to the edge of that field and then turn around and start coming back down the field in the Bible, it talks about the seed starting to fall on good soil. Yeah. and that good soil reaps 30 60 or 100 times the yield that yeah. you've invested in keeping on sowing and for me that's the real wonderful picture from jesus that he tells in that parable of persistence of maintaining our you know belief in ourselves our belief in what we're building in mm-hmm. business belief in the products and the suppliers and everything else that goes with running a business and I think we can take real you know strength and courage from that story because it would not have been easy for that farmer you know he's up to his knees in mud she's up to her knees in mud and it must have been quite despondent whenever that that Mm. first Mm. you know uh, the first seed is sown it always reminds me as well of the story of Elijah when he went first to seek out Elisha to place on him the mantle, you know, the, the cloak. Yes, yes. And say, you're now the next prophet of of Israel. <laughs> and poor Elisha. I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> you know, he was up to his knees in mud yeah. at the time. Uh, but the the really interesting thing for me about that was Elijah knew exactly where to find him. So whether it was a baking hot day, whether it was freezing cold, pouring with rain, whether he was feeling ill, whether he was, you know, whatever was going on, he was always there. He always showed up. And it goes back to your your point under life here that um, that Randy was talking about. You know, he showed up. So Elijah knew where to find him. That's right. And sometimes in business. Just the very fact that you show up again to that networking event, you show up again at that, ex- um, that exhibition where in previously, where previously you didn't have any joy, you didn't have any mm. success. Mm. You show up again and people know where to find you. And I have a client who's, who's a wonderful example of someone who I guarantee if I go to a networking event in Kent an exhibition in Kent, you'll find him there. He'll be there. And, you know, uh, you'd expect to see him with his stand. And he's very successful as a result. That's
0: right. That's right. I think, as you were saying earlier on, setting the goals is really important. And, And I think, you know, even if you get a no and somebody didn't show up, again, it's a mindset, Simon, isn't it? Because yes. you've got to say, OK, next time I'm bringing two. So yes. if one doesn't show up, I'm going to have somebody. They always say, work in fives. What do you think about right. that?
1: Work in fives. Hmm. I like that, yeah. I, I mean, certainly for me, it, it's it's always a numbers game. Yes. You know, being in business is a numbers game. Yeah. You want to try and attract a certain number of testimonials, if you have a website you want a certain number of reviews i mean the wonderful thing is whether you you kind of love them or hate them but google you know are there <laughs> and you can get google to work for you you know and not pay them any money to work for you of course you can be paying them money if you want to advertise with them yes. but there's a number yeah. of things that that google ranking can do for your website yeah. uh, just by getting positive reviews yeah. every review is very powerful in terms of where Google see you. Yeah. And if, if you look at your competitors, find out how many Google reviews they have and then make sure you've got more because if you want to be above them, that's one sure way to get there.
0: How do you do that? Do you get all your friends to write to Google or just go on your website? Or what yes, a very
1: good question that um, Google, if you search for your website on Google just by typing in the name, of your company, so my business is new level results. For mm-hmm. example, if I type in new level results as three separate words into Google, it brings up um, two parts to my search. Okay. It brings up the normal search, but on the right-hand side, it brings up a, a kind of um, review box. Ooh. very interesting this yes yeah. hopefully people know about it I didn't if not they can if they can contact yeah. you I'm very happy to send them the absolutely the, the links yes. and the details Yes, we would
0: like to know that and,
1: and, and yes and therefore you can then use that to encourage your clients customers I mean you want genuine reviews yes you do so, so you, you don't really want to send it to your aunt or your uncle and and what have you unless they unless yeah. they buy from you
0: yes that's you know. right that's right yeah, and I think something like that was something we want to achieve with Thanet Community Radio is reaching the local business people as well. Yes. Um, that would be very useful.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yes, it, there you go. there's all sorts of stuff out there, you know, from keyword search terms and SEO and pay-per-click, but actually, you know, you can get lost in the complexity of it all. And for me... It's about trying to keep things simple and if you can get your clients to go online and, and just search for your company name and they see the review box come up, they can just simply click on it and what you're looking for obviously are good reviews, five star reviews hopefully, um, which explain to other people what service uh, they're experiencing from you. And hopefully you're providing a five star service so you shouldn't have any worries, otherwise you need to work on it
0: well I think that's cheaper than advertising isn't it
1: it's the that best is definitely word of mouth yes' it's the best form of advertising yes mm. Mm.
0: so what then would you what would your what would you say then about mindsets if you're going into business
1: well you have you have to have what i call mental toughness mm. you've got to be tough if you're going to go into business first of all you've got to be clear you've got to you've got to know what it is you're trying to achieve you know it it's a really interesting question that because when i first started out in business i went to this networking event and there was over 100 people there and there was a small presentation up on the stage And then the speaker said to the audience, is there anyone here in the audience that would like 60 seconds on stage to come and tell us, what do you do in business? What is your business? And why should we do business with you? And no one went up, oh, including myself. Really? And the reason why I didn't go up, because I was stood there wrestling with this concept of how do I tell people what I do
0: in 60 seconds, in 60 seconds?
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, how do I get that across in such a way that they're going to feel compelled to want to speak to me afterwards? Yeah. Or am I just going to get up there and make a bumbling fool of myself? And, you know, I had a real nervousness then about public speaking as well. So, yes. so I had to go away and work on it. It yeah. really shocked me. Yeah. And I went away, and I went on some public speaking training, and I formed a sixty-second, and a two-minute, and a ten-minute kind of presentation, really that's to a make good it idea. clear to people. Just to be ready. Yeah, just, just to be ready, because you never know when, when God or someone with a mic is going to walk or come up and give you give you that opportunity.
0: Absolutely, that's really good advice. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be taking that one home.
1: Yeah. So going back to the mental toughness as well, you know, Mm. we have to be clear about what are our own strengths and weaknesses and where we have some weaknesses. If those weaknesses are gonna hold us back from taking our business to where we really would love it to be, then we're gonna need to jump out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And get the training, you know, buy the books, listen to these Um, these kind of uh, radio stations where there's positive messages read the kind of things that you've been reading out to us today and learn you know or go and get yourself a coach or a mentor or a a trainer just Mm. to kind of move you into the space where you can be more successful
0: that's right so Simon what then what advice could you give our listeners on about dreaming
1: dream big dream big it talks in the bible doesn't it about god god i mean when you think about the infinite nature and the huge scale of god i was out the other evening and it was really dark at night but all the stars were out and I could almost see every star. It reminded me of when God asked Abraham to look up to the heavens and count, count the stars. Oh, and wonderful. it's impossible to count them. And I think, you know, wow, God dreams so big himself. He sees things and envisions and them and, and makes them happen and creates them. We have that same creative ability. But, you know, I, I talk about the kind of lid on the jar We're in a jar and there's a lid on it, you know, and and that is basically what limits us because we think, oh, if I could just get two clients or five clients, you know, we we, whatever we say is what will limit us. Why not have a million clients, 10 million clients? Mm. (laughs) Mm. You know, what would that that actually take? It sounds maybe too far, far stretched, but what would it take to to dream big? You know, I think we can take a real inspiration from someone like Joseph. You know, I know that Joseph's dreams were given to him by God, but ultimately those dreams led to this young shepherd boy who was, you know, looking, facing death in a ditch to being sold into slavery To every single turn point in his life having Mm. some kind of disaster or difficulty from Potiphar's wife to being locked in jail um, to then running a jail, running a household and ultimately running the whole of Egypt (laughs) which at that time Mm. then the world became dependent on because it was a global famine and You know, Jesus went with, uh, sorry, not Jesus, Joseph went with every one of those Mm. dreams and never once complained, questioned them. You know, he was he was a man of vision and he was prepared to step out of his comfort zone and and, you know, live the dream. So there's two parts to it, really. I think dream big and then live that dream. Jim Rowan is one of my yeah. kind of favorite yeah, mentors. Really I love him and he there's a there's a, an audio that I was listening to when he was at a conference and he said to everybody listen he said if you want to be rich in business there are many forms of being rich but let's just take money as yeah. one example. He said but if you want to be rich in the sense of having wealth in a monetary sense. Mm then live your life like a rich man. And he said uh, I, it was my dream to have wealth because I wanted to do so much with it in terms of helping the world. And I I would go round and I would tip like a rich man. Yes. I would leave the biggest <laughs> tips in the restaurant mm. even when I had hardly any money, yeah. he said. I was tipping like a rich man when I was a poor man because I knew through my belief in what I was doing and my faith, and because what I think about, I bring about, that I would become this rich man. And he was a very wealthy man when he passed away. Um, So I think, you know, let's dream big and then let's live those dreams.
0: You can come down then to the natural law, which is uh, the law of attraction. Mm. I mean, that's a scientific law, but it, 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 it attracts, doesn't it? Because the, the earth is made that way. Yes. And everything that you need as an individual or anybody needs as an individual is actually out there waiting to come to them. Yes. But you have to want it enough to start the process yes. of bringing it towards you whilst you move toward it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, you know God is a genius. God is the most incredible scientist. You know he would baffle Einstein and every other scientist because of the mm. depth of the scientific knowledge and capability of God. And there is this, you know, the law of attraction is a law. It does exist, but it's God-based. It's how um, nature works. You know, I was I was explaining to a group the other day that I. Uh, dug this patch of earth in my garden mm. <laughs> and it had taken me ages and uh, I just wanted to to have the soil really clear uh, I didn't know what I was going to do with it to be honest maybe do a vegetable maybe you sifted patch it and made it really fine so I dug it over i really sifted good. it i de-weeded it <laughs> wow. I even got a piece of plastic tarpaulin and put it over it because I knew it was going to be a few weeks before I could go back to it I went away for a week or so. I came back. I pulled back the tarpaulin and it was green oh, <laughs> with weeds. And I'm like, how is this possible? You know, I, I, I there was not a seed there left surely. But, you know, this is the law of attraction. It's the law of nature. Nature abhors a vacuum. It will fill every space it can. It's just this incredible... Um, creative genius of God that will continually provide for our needs but you know we have to do two things which is one think about what those needs are and be clear about them and secondly then act upon them that's right you know the birds the birds are always planning thinking building their nests you know um, getting ready for the spring getting ready for the chicks to hatch and and at the same time that they're doing that in their mind, they're also uh, planning, uh, they're also doing, they're out there flying, flying yeah. around, you know. It's, um, it's.
0: I mean, the Bible says, um, people. some people might say, oh, that's being false. But in actual fact, the Bible tells us to call things that are not until they become. Mm. In other words, we're walking in that office, we're walking where we want to be in life. Yes. And that is that is probably probably one of the most positive things yes. about the bible and the universe because God has made provision even for that. Yes. And it's not lying, it's not cheating. It is creating. Mm. So when we speak it out, we're actually creating what it is we want.
1: Yes, I think we have to be very clear about what we want mm. that's the issue we have to you know write down to the exact number either number of clients either time available for our family either whether it's prayer time whether it's a monetary thing you know when we talk about riches riches can be many things it's not just money and it's not bad to be a rich man in terms of or woman in terms of wealth it's actually a very good thing if we're a good steward of that wealth but riches can be just simply happiness you know walking around feeling joy every day of our lives Absolutely. is a great form of riches yes but again why are we joyous is it because of Jesus is it because of our faith is it because of what he's done for us let's be clear let's be able to share that with people because if we if we if we come away from the world of business and just talk about our faith, my faith in particular, you know, I think it's important for me to be able to say to people, you know, today I'm feeling really happy because God's doing this in my life. Absolutely. God's walking with me. Yeah. God's revealed this to me. You know, God helped me help someone today. Very specific. Let's 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 remove all this kind of woolly you know, namby-pamby kind of stuff. Let's be very specific because God is moving. And when he moves, very real and specific things happen.
0: So it is possible then that God can speak to us in our dreams as well. Yeah. Often. Yes. But there's a, there's one verse in Job, and, uh, Job thirty three fifteen, He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lay in their beds. I think that's wonderful, isn't it? Mm. not all dreams are bad.
1: No, no. I mean, most, most of my dreams, I can't remember them. <laughs> well, that's
0: the thing, isn't it? You've um, got to write it down you know, quickly. Kind of, <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: so having a notebook sometimes by my bed is helpful, you know, because there are some things that you get, you seem to get these insights and you wonder where they've come from and you think, wow, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, there's n- not a single thing on this planet that's been made by man, that that someone didn't first think of think about, or yeah. dream of. That's true. And that dream either was something that they kind of came to them because they were trying to work something out, or literally in the middle of the night, God gave them a vision.
0: Absolutely. And
1: that's whether it's the kettle <laughs> or the car or, or how we fly nowadays you know, these things are all things that demonstrate that God is forever the creator. Yeah. And many of these things I don't believe man could have done on his own without some kind of divine Well,
0: that's right, because it even input. covers the type of house you want to live in mm. or the district you want to live in as well, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I was just reading something earlier on that researchers tell us that dreams are made up of fragments of our lives that creep from our conscious or subconscious mm. really in, into our unconscious state. I can, yes. I can imagine that happening in an effort to arrange a paradigm or grid to resolve the input and st- stipulation that we encounter throughout our daily lives. In other words, we're going around doing these things. We see something and, and it goes into our memory banks. Yes. We haven't realized that we've logged it.
1: Mm. Mm. And
0: then the, it's a seed.
1: Mm. that will yes.
0: start to grow.
1: Agreed. Which yeah. is why
0: I was always told you, you might do the same thing, Simon. Get a picture of what it is you want. If it's a new car, make sure you've got the colour right.
1: Yes. Make
0: the model, etc. Even put a price on it. Yes. That you're, that you're prepared to, to handle. And put it where you can see it daily on your fridge door or even the house you want to live in. Yes. And, and things like that.
1: I agree totally with that I mean you're talking my language Iris because I'm really big part of the programs that I run with people I'm I'm really big into five-year planning three-year planning one year down to one month if you can have a five-year plan the best way to demonstrate or show that plan mm. is get all your family around a table with a whole bunch of different magazines from many different sources they can be Christian magazines they can be um ideal home it can be the you know the yacht magazine whatever it is and cut out pictures and create a dream board with all these pictures on of things that you would love to happen in your life in the next five years i just think a it's fun um but b it's also really powerful because it kind of puts a marker down and says you know you know god gave us a life to live you know not not to exist not to struggle Mm. You know, we, we have enough struggles as it is, you know, but he gave us a life that we can live, you know, in a in a state of joy and fulfilment. Amen.
0: Amen. And, and
1: especially as Christians, no one should be more joyous than us. And yet, you know, often we're walking around like someone slapped us around the face and yeah. we don't have a vision for our lives. And I think you have a five year dream board. It helps to start to create this vision especially if it's family orientated and it's a good mix of, you know, yes, we want a nice car, nice house, yeah. but it also includes, we want to be able to support a homeless person or a or right. our church or, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. then take it right back. I mean, we have online plans now where people can create an online plan for a year yeah. and it can cover all areas of their life. I, I call it holistic planning for your business, your personal life, our health yeah, you know, yeah. there's no greater wealth than health. Yeah. And we we often take our bodies for granted. And God said, you know, he's given us a temple. You know, how, how clean do we keep this temple? That's true enough. You know, how <laughs> fit do we keep it, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so so I've, a plan that covers all these kind of areas from nutrition to fitness to be, being in business is really important. Mm. Really important yeah. for people. And then... And sorry, the final point I would just say on that, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and this is obviously where coaching can help. I'm not saying that you have to go and pay for a professional coach, but find someone at least to hold you accountable to that plan. Yes. Yeah. Someone, you know, we all know that if we go up the gym and most of us will go up the gym between January and February. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <As we laughs> too much turkey live, you as mean. <laughs> we live out our new year's resolution that only lasts for eight weeks yeah. um, <laughs> the missing link is often that no one's holding us accountable you know and if we sign up with a personal trainer or we go along to the gym with someone and we hold each other accountable it's incredible how much more we get done yeah. you know jesus got around him 12 disciples you know that was a great way of making sure that people were held accountable and they went out in twos, not in ones. So again, that the two, when you're in a a pair, you're so much stronger than than when you are on your own because you can bounce off each other, you can challenge each other, support each other and do all those good things. Brilliant.
0: Absolutely lovely. It's been really lovely talking with you, Simon. I got this feeling that we'll have to get together again because there's so much more to explore isn't there yeah so much more to explore and one thing about dreaming and setting those goals and even the disappointments that maybe we didn't make it this week but next week we are going to because of the determination but it gives us hope the dreaming gives us hope yes So never stop dreaming
1: never stop dreaming and never give up even when you've had a bad week God, God cleans us, refreshes us, renews us. If he's doing that to us, then we need to do it to ourselves. Start again next week.
0: That's true. Why not start again tomorrow?
1: Yes. <laughs> thanks, Iris.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it's really good. We haven't left our listeners out, but, you know, we're just saying thanks for listening again this week. And we look forward to coming back to you next week. And stay tuned we we'll have lots and lots more information for you as the programme grows. And again, goodbye, God bless. And don't forget those divine encounters and goal setting. And thank you, Simon, for being with us today.
1: Thank you. God bless you.
0: Bye-bye from Iris and...
1: Bye-bye from Simon. Bye now. Bye.